This is Justin Vincent. You're listening to One Team, One Podcast. This is a Bandit Radio production. On this episode of One Team, One Podcast, we preview LSU's week one matchup with Mississippi State. We showed you what the GOAT was last year when we beat y'all 50 to 7. Relax, big boy. All right, guys, welcome back to One Team, One Podcast, episode 32, Jack. It's my favorite player. Who's that? Charles Scott. Dang it. That was going to be mine. my favorite. I can't think of another 32. Jalen Collins. Uh, he was 32. He wore 32. I can't think of another one that I would. Avery Atkins. That's not, I mean, come on. They wore 32. That's stupid. That's the game. That's the game. <laughs> All right, guys, we have a big episode for you today. It is our official preview show. So we are going to be bringing to you um, Preston Guy from Tiger Bait. He's going to be coming on with us in just a second uh, to kind of go over some preview uh, questions that we're going to have about um, LSU and Mississippi State, but also um, LSU and, and his season predictions. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Also, guys, if, you, if you've been listening, we had a running bet with a Mississippi State fan who is going to be joining us later in the show. Um, we're going to talk about that bet and how he's going to have to pay us up because I'm pretty sure we're going to win it yeah. um, coming to Saturday. feel good about it. Feel good. I feel great about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right. First, guys, we're going to uh, give a big shout-out to our sponsors. Uh, courtesy Automotive Group, courtesy Buick GMC. Brandon Lejeune has been really good to our podcast. And we want to give a big shout-out to the hit list. Uh, we have – Brandon has given me a few of them, the GMC 2020 Acadias. Uh, the sale price right now is $27,988. 2020 GMC Sierra AT4s, 8000 off the MSRP. Um, you have – 2021 GMC Yukons, they're, they're coming in now. So he's been showing me different pictures of different 2021 Yukons uh, coming in. And, guys, they look scrumptious. Um, I, like, I like using scrumptious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're looking at me like I'm stupid. No. <laughs> I agree. Um, I love scrumptious. Bear process safety, guys. Adam Barry. Um, actually, we were just talking about it. I have a friend at uh, BASF, and, and him and Adam Barry know each other pretty well. Um, and he, he, the, uh, the friend from BASF uh, texted me today and said, hey, by the way, Adam Barry has cornered us, and we're, we're about to do some business with Bear. So um, another big account coming to the Bear, uh, the Big Orange Bear. Any of our plant and industrial guys, we want you to hit up Bear Process Safety. Hit up Adam Barry. They're doing some great things in the safety world, uh, especially for you guys. Um, get in front of your safety managers and get their uh, get them Bears information. That's bearps.com. Adam Barry. I'll post everybody's information on our Facebook page. Um, so with that, guys, we're going to kind of get started here. All right, guys, we are joined in the Courtesy Automotive Group studio 
by none other than Preston Guy from Tiger Bay. What's up, Preston? What's going on, guys? Got a little something for you. Y'all, tell, tell me if y'all recognize that. Oh, I do hey, recognize that. Yeah. What was it? I didn't see it. It was confetti. Uh, uh, you still you got some. some huh? still it's, got either, it. it's either that or you got some tissue paper from the Walgreens. Yeah. And just cut it and said you got confetti. I could do that. Yeah, no, no, no. That, this is this is premium grade natty confetti from the field. Uh, I had a Clemson student throw a trash can at me, one of the band members, as I was picking it up. Actually, I gotcha. That's awesome. Did, did you get it signed by Odell? Did yeah? Did Odell sign it? No, he signed the three hundred dollar bill he handed me instead. Okay. Oh, uh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't real money. That was monopoly yeah, it was, money. It was monopoly it was money. But I'm a, a monopoly aficionado, so it was actually. <laughs> I would prefer monopoly money. I would too. Um, all right, so let's talk about game week, man. How excited are you right now? This is the. I mean, we haven't had football since that game that you yeah. got the confetti. Confetti. So, tell yeah. us what your thoughts are about this week so far. Well, are you I'm, able to? Are you able to do any work at all? Uh, you probably. You probably have to, but. Yeah, I mean, to find work, I mean, work, yeah. work is loose. I mean, when you write about your favorite thing in the world, I mean, you really just kind of talk about what you're doing anyway. So, I mean, right. it pays, you know, puts food on the table. But, yeah, work, work is a term for it. You know, I wrote my season prediction today. Uh, uh, that, that'll yeah, be yeah. So, you had your vote on Twitter, I saw. Uh, yeah, how, I was how, wondering, what, you know, what, what I was doing is that? looking for a, a cop-out, you know? So, like, oh, God, <laughs> if people hate me too much for my opinion, I can change it. No, not really. I stick with my guns. Uh, yeah, no, I wrote that. Uh, it's actually coming up in uh, a little bit. I guess by the time this airs, it'll be out there. So, oh, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll air this in the morning. So, whatever you do tonight. Yeah, yeah, it'll um, be there. Yeah, hey, we're, we're, we're doing it tonight. We're just, uh, you know, I got boss man proofreading it and making sure I didn't go off the deep end here. Um, <laughs> yeah, with this level of excitement, it's kind of easy to go off the deep end. But, yeah, no, I went eight and two. Um, you know, and I put some interesting thoughts in there about how I – bounced back and forth more this season than I've ever done in any season because quite frankly you know guys like everybody wants to sit here and act like they know a ton but we actually know less about this LSU team than we know about any LSU team in a long time I mean like we didn't get spring practice we've only seen the footage that LSU gave us and Mm -hmm. they're replacing 18 of 22 starters I mean there's never been a team replacing more talent than what LSU is replacing this year. So quite frankly, anybody who wants to act like they kind of know what's going to go on with this team or even the season, I mean, they're kind of – They're just guessing. Yeah. Yeah, they're just kind of full of it now. Well, I I am too. Like, I – Yeah, Matt, you're full of it. Well, yeah. You're talking to me right now, Preston. (laughs) I mean, I'm like apparently the biggest homer in in town. And I'm never like that. We were literally just talking about this. It's crazy. Every year, I'm the guy who at the beginning of the season, I'm like, oh, my God, I think we're going to be so good. And And I'm the reasonable 40-year-old. Like, I'm like, oh, calm down. We've seen the early Hallman days. But this (laughs) year, I'm like balls to the wall, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What it is. So, I just have it in my head. And I, I think my biggest point is that I've been making lately is the difference between LSU 2018 to LSU 2019 and how much of a difference a new scheme made for those players that you didn't know, that the, the national media didn't know about yet. 
Um, Clyde Edwards Elair was a good back. Joe Burrow was a, a good quarterback. He wasn't a great quarterback. He wasn't like the best quarterback we've ever seen in college football yet, but that scheme made everybody better. Um, so I'm sticking, I'm, I'm sticking to it. I'm kind of sticking to my guns. I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there a little bit. You are, um, I, before chase opted out, I was 10 and O guy. Yeah. I mean, I was uh, like, I, I, like I, I don't know. How, I don't know how I, I keep going back to this. Cause this, um, after what game was it last year that all of a sudden I had these like realizations of where our team was, it wasn't, it was after Texas and I don't remember which game it was, but probably Florida, if I'd guess probably Florida. Yeah. We, our defense played like second half of that game, like jack shit the first half. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, Florida, Kyle Trask plays out of his mind. Um, we still win the game by two touchdowns because our offense could just outscore people. Right. So this year, I'm not having the same expectations, obviously, as yeah. you know, what Miles Brennan can do. So just hear me out on this, Preston. What I'm thinking is, um, we got Florida. Yeah, you're, you put the, yeah, that's right. Uh, we got Florida and we got Auburn on the road. Um, maybe limited capacity, probably 20,000 people in the swamp, Jordan Hare, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, a little bit easier game for, to manage for Brennan, like, but you know, it's not a full house, so it's, it should be a little bit easier for him to, to kind of manage it. Say we score 30 points. It's kind of what I'm thinking. We, we score 30 against Florida. We score 30 against Auburn. Yeah, sounds about right. Can they score 30 against us? Um, you know, and that's, that goes down to, you know, do, how do we really know? We haven't seen them practice, you know. So, uh, yeah, the, yeah, absolutely they can. Uh, will they? I mean, they say the defense looks great under Bo Pelini. I mean, uh, yeah. how about a grand slam hire with that guy? I mean, how many no times kidding. do you lose I... a championship-winning coordinator and replace him with another championship-winning coordinator? But right. Ogeron says he likes the 4-3 better. I mean, understand, though, they have a new front seven. Not like a, like, rework. Like, no, like, there's, there's – Everybody's in, guys. right. Right, yeah. everybody's gone. Yeah. But I, I don't think the front seven is going to be the problem at all with this team. Uh, I think that they'll be fine with Jabril Cox. I mean, talk about a gold nugget in the transfer portal. No okay. one's better in the transfer portal than Coach O, man. I mean, mm. good God. Um, but, I mean, Bo Nix, I mean, a lot of people made fun of him last year. But, I mean, dude's got arm talent. <laughs> I mean, he's probably got the best arm talent in the SEC. Yeah. Uh, so, I expect him to take strides forward. It's not like Gene yeah. Chizik can't coach quarterbacks and he can move. So, yeah, yeah, both of them can hang 30. I, I think LSU splits those two. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. Now, uh, one thing to I, work I out is like if I had to put a line on those two games, I'd probably say, like, LSU gets one and a half out of those yeah. two. You know, something like that. So, like, 50-50 shot that we lose one of those games. Yeah. Kind of now, on the road versus at home, I mean, I really didn't even factor that when I looked at the schedule yeah. prediction I Pretty was making. because. If you have 20,000 fans in the stadium, is it really going to affect these kids? Right. Not really, but things like you have to take a flight. You might be a little, you know, tired. Sure. Everything's a little different. Sleeping, right. Little things. So the way I thought about it is like, okay, they say home field advantage is worth three. People say Tiger Stadium might be worth three and a half or four, depending mm -hmm. on the game. I, I just look at it as like a one-point swing. That's you know, what I was going to say. You know, just, you know, if, you know, it might bump you up an extra point or so. But, I mean, basically it's a wash. So, just just think of it as a neutral field and make your guesses from there. My guess was is LSU is going to be about 
about even playing with Auburn and Florida and, you know, between them and Texas A&M, who I think LSU is going to be a good step above. Mm-hmm. I just don't see LSU going three and zero in those games. Okay. So which, which yeah. game do you see them losing to? And uh, uh, well, I mean, Auburn, do you, are you just are you saying we're going to split it? Or yeah, I mean, I don't want to pin myself down to either Auburn or Florida. I mean, I think it will be one of those two that beats LSU in addition to Bama. Um, you know, I, I think they're both going to be pretty darn good teams. I mean, Auburn loses a lot on the defensive front, but I think offensively they're going to be a bit better. Who's Kyle Trask throwing the ball to? I mean, they Other have a Pitts, ball, right? receivers who are out you know i like tony is he still there is uh Kadarius tony i was gonna ask is seth williams still there i don't know i feel like they do have a i mean seth you know williams is one of the malzahn's gonna be running league. guys in motion they're gonna be going great they got schwartz uh is he still there probably uh like, oh, sprinter sprinter guy he's been there forever um yeah i see them having some some weapons but it just goes back to like I just saw what our defense could do against them last year. And like, like I said, with Florida, we didn't play well at all. We played yeah. great in the second half. We started switching things up and started doing some twists up front. And Marcel Brooks looked great. Um, they I do could, still have Seth Williams, by the way. Yeah, I could see a lot of that with our defense this year where you got young, like athletic guys. B.J. Ojolari sounds almost like a um, – Just another Marcel Brooks. Almost like a, Marcel, like a bigger yeah. Marcel Brooks yeah. is just going to be running around doing all kinds yeah. of stuff. Um, yeah. And I just – I know Polini and how he likes to blitz and everything. So, I, I'm just very – I'm actually really excited about the defense. Yeah. I was say now, now ten and zero, like you were saying. Let's just let's just knock this out real quick. If Ed Ogeron goes ten and zero after going fifteen and zero, loses the entire team, and just you know casually does it again, I mean, just yep. enshrine him in the Hall of Fame immediately. Yeah, just go ahead and put him in. Yeah, like, yeah. like no coach has ever done anything like that. No, uh-uh. and I think what I'm, yeah, it is. I'm trying to simplify it for myself because I I can see how I'm getting like my bias. In, in the mix problem, here, I think. what my bias? Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, your simplification. Yeah, might be oh, my simple, my simplifying is a problem. I think so. Yeah. I, oh. think that's, I think that's why you're coming See, to. I the hide all my record. bias under my confetti. That's you know, right. My, there you go. There you <laughs> go. See it. I mean, it, I think my my initial point was with national guys that were completely discounting us, and there there were yeah. a lot of guys that were on the Texas A and M train, and all of a sudden. Those guys have backed off. Are we talking 2018, 2019? No, this um, year. Season? Like, there were a but, lot of guys uh, that were on the A&M train. Actually, they're still on um, – it was it Desmond Howard had uh, A&M? I don't remember. Somebody up, somebody on the game day had yeah, A&M still that. pretty good. But uh, a, lot of the go- a lot of those guys have come off because I think of a few of their opt-outs. Um, and there was a lot of hype on the Kyle uh, Kellamon train. Yeah, that's what I was going to get. I just – I feel like a lot of times these national guys, like, let's be real. It is impossible to, like, analyze 120 football teams. Right. It's probably impossible to truly give an in-depth analyst like I do with LSU to 20 football teams. So, Mm -hmm. a lot of times familiarity causes a lot of bias. And, like, you look at SEC quarterbacks this year. Turning. Who do you really know? Like, who's coming back? Like, John Rice Plumlee made – three good runs against LSU. Okay. All right. I know him. All right. So who else do I know? Kyle Trask. Oh yeah. That was interesting last yeah. year. Oh, Kellen Mond. I know him. He's been playing. He had been playing well, but he's there. I know his yeah. name. I don't know anybody else's name. So let's just go Texas A&M. Let's, yeah. 
slide them in there because I know yeah. somebody's name and I can sound smart and keep my job as a beat writer. <laughs> what were you saying? Uh, you told me this the other day about Texas A&M and, um, you know, how they're, they're returning. People were saying, oh, oh right. they're returning yeah, no, so it's many people. Like, it's like, like, yeah, I, I know that Texas A&M has the most returning starters uh, in the SEC this year. That's why I know that they're not going to be that good again. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a good one. Um, so I guess that's what started me was I, I was getting I was getting uh, the you know I, I my dander was getting up a little bit mm -hmm. as an old man would say, um, but it started making me think okay we're starting to get doubted again and I don't think people realized nationally how much better we were than everybody else. Um, yeah. Texas A&M was the first thing where um, you, you got people actually predicting that Texas A&M is going to beat us this year. And I'm like, did you guys even watch the game last year? Like, yeah, but I mean, worth noting, I mean, that's not the same LSU team that's running out there. It might be the same Texas A&M team. If I, here's, here's my bold statement on that. You trotted out our second team last year. We still beat that team. I mean, That's how much different I felt like we were. I felt like we were I, I, at a different I mean, level. I get you, but do do we? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, do, do yeah, you yeah. really yeah. know that? I mean, I think the fact that we the didn't team... really see the second team until the late in the fourth quarter. Now, Racy McMath had a nice catch, and yeah. Miles Brennan connected with him. But, I mean, you really don't know how much of a drop-off there was between the first. You can't just assume, well, the second team, you know, they're a little bit I'm all yeah, about the assumptions and the you're, hypotheticals. You're being, you're being a little hyperbolic, I think. Am yeah, I? yeah. Uh, I, think, I think this is a little uh, kind of jumping to conclusions. Just, <gasps> but we love you. It's okay. All right, let's talk about Mississippi State. Let's talk about Mississippi. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I got. I feel like I got a good handle on Mississippi State, Florida. <laughs> yeah. y'all are, are pushing back a little oh, bit. So, fun fact: Someone asked me. In fact, y'all might have asked me this yesterday. Who uh, I predicted as. SEC first team quarterback at the end. Yes, of the I, was, uh, I was getting so, the pot stirred a little bit. So, yeah, no, I, I stirred it a little more, actually. I saw that. I it saw that. A little on the edges. I picked KJ Costello right. as right. my SEC quarterback of the year. And I think this is a year where stats, I mean, we, we, people in the media are just addicted to using stats to determine who their best player was. It's, yeah. It's just easy. It's there. You know, it's either big wins or, or stats. I don't think there's an SEC team that goes undefeated this year. I think Bama has got a tricky schedule where they play a lot of teams and they're going to get tripped up somewhere. And, you know, mm -hmm. if Mac yeah. Jones struggles a little bit, like I expect him to, uh, you know, they have a freshman there who, I mean, they, they may keep a tight leash on Mac Jones. They yeah. really like that kid. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, and then Miles Brennan, I think will you know have a few hiccups every here and there. Uh, I don't think that you know he's going to be as highly revered, you know, as a lot of guys are because he is a new name on the block. But meanwhile, KJ Costello, he's got Mike Leach's offense. Okay, so he's going to have big time numbers that he's putting up. I bet you Mississippi State pulls a little upset. Uh, somewhere along the road because yeah. just how weird these Mike Leach teams are. So you could be talking about a quarterback with 3,500 yards because of the system and the coaching uh, and who, you know, who came out of relatively nowhere. I could see him in a very quarterback mundane year uh, coming to the top of the pack. Now, yeah, that's a dark horse for sure, but 
I mean, I'm also kind of counting on Kyle Trask being down a little bit because yep. uh, he's lost a lot of his receiving core. Well, you yeah. said it perfectly. Quarterback mundane. I, I, I think that's the perfect way to describe it. I mean, we've, we've been hearing all this talk about, I mean, first you had Kellen Mond, which has died down, thank God. Yeah. Uh, but then you have Kyle Trask, Mac Jones, and it's like, really? I mean, first you had Jamie Newman, who, who transferred right. and, and was right. like, I mean, really? Yeah. And I saw Jamie Newman at Wake Forest, you know. Right. So it, it, we had questions about all these guys. What I love is when Las Vegas starts putting odds out. Yeah. And when yeah. they put an odd out, um, I take a look at it. And, um, of course, their Heisman favorite out of the SEC is none other than Miles Brennan, mm-hmm. who has never started a, a game here. Yeah, um, and I think he was third in the country. Yes. At some point, yeah. some point, at some point had him at third. And Has that you been know, to me, I think that's just I Vegas. Has, yeah. Vegas doesn't predict, okay? Right. What they do is they put things out that they think they will take your money for, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah. And given Miles Brennan third best odds, I mean, you know, a lot of people who are just betters might not be familiar. I feel like they're just, you know, okay, well, LSU's defending champs. Look at what Burrow did last year, reigning Heisman. Let's just bet the new guy plug in the system and keeps things rolling, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think those are unreasonable expectations for Miles Brennan. I, I absolutely do too. I, I, I yeah, yeah. Don't I get don't me wrong. I, I think don't expect that, him to see. I don't expect expect to see him in New York at the end of the year. I don't either, and that's not what my point was. My right. point was no, I, I, I still think he is probably at the end of the year going to be your first team All SEC quarterback. And again, it is not as much to do. And I feel like I'm da- uh, I'm not giving Joe Burrow enough credit for the quarterback he was, but. I also know that he had all the intangibles uh, in 2018, but his jump in 2019 is because they finally put everybody in the right positions to use those intangibles. Uh, Well, let's be frank. You know, a lot of times in these situations where a team, you know, they blow it up and have a ton of yards, touchdown, they always look for, like, one person who was the reason. Is it Brady or is it Billich? Oh, right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was, it's an easy way to, to – It's an easy way to simplify it in your head. Well, it wasn't Brady. Bilicek did it all. I mean, Bilicek right. plug anybody. Oh, no. You know, Bilicek isn't good. He hit Tom Brady for 20 years. Well, when the reality is these things are so rarely black and white, right. if you're doing something that great, uh, it was probably everything. You know, there's – you know, Burrow might have been the best quarterback ever in college football. Yep. But he might also had one of the best receivers ever. I mean, you don't throw 60 touchdowns. I mean, you know how many 6,000-yard seasons there's been in college football? None, one. yeah. Joe Very Burrow. Yeah. Right. So, for that to happen, I mean, you got to think. I mean, there's 120 teams, 150 years. <laughs> you do the math, you know, and subtract for however many teams we didn't have back in the day. Right. And that's going to sound a lot like tens of thousands of seasons to me and only one has done with Joe Burrow. You can't do that unless it's a perfect storm. Yeah, he had all the pieces in place. And the pieces will probably carry forward and help Miles Brennan. I think that's a reasonable assumption. I, I've got Miles Brennan having a pretty darn good season. I, I think he's at uh, – I think I've got him at 20 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I think I've got him at about 2,500 yards and maybe five interceptions. So, I, I, I think that's I, serviceable. I think that that's does, fair. Yeah, I mean – I think that's I'd, great. I, I, I'd probably add more touchdowns. That's the only – spot that more I than two per game in an all sec schedule 
that's a lot. Yeah. No, I, I get that, but I just I think we're gonna I think we're still gonna air it out this year is the only I, thing, and I think we got uh we, well especially we, in the red zone. I think we got Terrace Marshall and Eric Gilbert. I think we'll be throwing in the red ooh, zone a good bit. Eric Gilbert just got you a little. You did a little. Ooh. It's like when you cut open the filet mignon. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. And the way coaches and everybody talks about him, I oh, think yeah. Eric Gilbert. I mean, he. Whoo, boy, I think he's going to be great. We've had two yeah. linebackers at LSU say he's got potential to be the best line, the best tight end ever. Yeah. Right. In college football history. And it's like, what? You don't. Right. Nobody throw says that. Praise at that, like a player. Like, like, you know how many all time greats have come through LSU and we didn't hear people saying that about them as freshmen? Derek right. Stanley Jr., no one said that about him. And we saw how good he I mean, that was the best damn freshman I've ever seen last year I mean and that's saying something Patrick Peterson was insane as a freshman and all sorts of guys I mean look at Tyron Matthew what he even did as a freshman I mean right yeah. and yeah. We're, we're picking this guy to say he could be the best ever there's um, another guy um I did a write-up today on Kayshawn Butte. yeah um, you know with him yeah. jumping up as the third wide receiver uh-huh. it, it just tells me how much playing time he's going he's going to be on the field a lot yeah. um I made the prediction today because, and it's a lot to do with, you know, I know, I know what our offense is probably going to look like this year where we're still going to be throwing the ball a ton. He's potentially, even with a shortened season, going to have the best statistical season of any freshman wide receiver we've ever had. I can't think of another one. I remember Jamar Chase as a freshman. He didn't put that, those kind of numbers up. I mean, names uh, like Malachi Michael Dupree and Odell you know. Beckham. I, I don't know. Yeah, Odell might be the closest yeah. one when he was just, 33. Oh, so let me tell you what this depends on is how good, how many reads can a quarterback make it through on his progressions? Right? I agree. I agree. So Menberger was a very good quarterback, but Menberger was a two read quarterback. I mean, and he was usually play one, action, drop back, and he didn't have the time to even get through those. Yeah, he had some bad pass protection, too. So what you saw was, you know, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, they basically exchanged. And then Kadron Boone occasionally got a little love there. But, I mean, I a part of it was that Mettenberger just, you know, not every guy – I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not every guy has that clock in his head. You're looking at the record right One, two, now. One, two, three, four, five guys. I'm trying to find something. He's trying to find the record for me right now to see yeah. if we, where we're at. Oh, for the, yeah. for the freshman, for the freshman wide receiver, yeah. So, what I, I can talk about now, one of the things I mentioned in my prediction is, has Miles Brennan overcome those pocket jitters? You know, yeah. we all know what we're talking about, where it's like most quarterbacks – The Jarrett Lees is what we call him. Yeah, I, Oof. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> uh, anyways, um, so uh, he a lot of quarterbacks like they'll struggle holding on the ball too long. Even Burrow struggled with that in circa 2020. What was that? 2018. Yeah, uh, it's 2020. Every year is a thousand years ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, so Burrow even struggled with that. But it's on the other way with Miles, at least as a young player, where his clock moved too fast. He'd be like, "Want you to not let receivers run their routes before he's right. freaking out," you know. But in all fairness, he was kind of plugged into the fire as a freshman unnecessarily. I mean, he didn't mm-hmm. need to be taking snaps away from a, a old boy. What's his Danny Etling? Etling, yeah. Boy. There's no reason for that. I mean, yes, he's got arm talent, but you got to let him develop. So. I'm guessing, yeah. He's. I, I would assume he's probably overcome those jitters by now by way of being here for four years and 
you know, seeing how Burrow handles things. But I don't know. We didn't have a spring game to even see it. I completely agree with you. I think the 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 biggest differences from Burrow and Brennan have to be hit Burrow's accuracy compared to Brennan's. And then, yeah, like you said, progressions and decision-making. And those two intangibles are the reason why he's the number one pick of the draft. But, um, he, like, and I just keep saying this, he still had some of those intangibles in 2018. Um, yeah. And he, he wasn't – he wasn't the guy like he wasn't on the draft board. Um, and you know, when people start saying, well, who's coming back? We don't know any of those guys in 2019, the beginning of the season, they were like, yeah, they say they have a new offense, but I mean, Joe Burrow and you know, we've heard that. I don't even know who their running back is. All of a sudden Wes miles is committed to changing the game plan. Yes. Remember what that first play against Wisconsin was? Absolutely. Toss dive <laughs> with, uh, with Leonard Fournette, right? Like, so oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we started talking about Georgia a couple of weeks ago about this because Georgia is talking about how they are, they have Todd Munkin, I think is their OC now, and they want to open it up. And uh, I, we were, we were going down the list for Georgia, and I was like, man, I, it's kind of like LSU with 2019. I just have to see it to believe it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have to see it first. And now yeah. I have. So, what is what I think Georgia is going to be a good team. But I mean, I still don't know who I don't. I still can't pronounce their quarterback's name, Preston. Uh, Can James you? Daniels? Well, no, on Mathis. Oh yeah, well, we'll see if that's actually. I mean, call, we'll, we call him uh, Dustin Matthews. Ah, come on now, does anybody actually think that? All right, he might a game or two while JT's busy rehabbing. But I mean, come on, JT Daniels. He'll be back. Play. Okay, that's the guy. But I mean, even JT Daniels is you know dealing with some pretty intense rehab. So, I mean, we'll see. I, I don't believe – I don't believe in Georgia as a, like, championship contender. I you think don't? they're okay. eight, nine, maybe even because they're in the East and the East is a cop-out. But, I mean, maybe nine-win team. But I think Florida is going to be a step above them. And I don't think Georgia will be able to, like, you know, hold their own against the likes of someone like Alabama. So, you got Florida, Alabama. Yeah, Florida, Alabama, picking out of yeah, and it's you know the Big Ten ruined it. Maybe an eight and two LSU without an Ohio State sneaks into playoff, but I think they're in. I think I think the Big Ten's getting a getting a team in. Well, and for what it's worth, I kind of debated a nine and one approach. Like, okay, maybe they just lose to Bama, and because they can beat all the other teams on their schedule. Like, I don't think there's a team that they can't beat other than I mean, and even they can beat Bama. I just think it's not very likely um, here's a hypothetical they can yeah i think that it's about 50 50 chance on all those games well i'm a big hypothetical guy Preston. so okay. hear this one out let's roll with all it. right so you got florida and auburn a sure. uh, little easier road games than they were before because there's no crowd basically sure. so say we say we beat florida and auburn okay mm-hmm. we get to the alabama game it's in november and sure. all of a sudden, COVID's a little bit better, and they decide, hey, we're going to change it. We're going to allow 75000 into Tiger Stadium. Okay. What do you think then? You're undefeated. Oh, with It'll probably be, yes, uh, with Alabama. I mean, That's going to make a difference. Yeah. No, I still like Bama. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, 
it's uh, they did i mean as much time i, I have nothing to say in, to say Alabama's like, been doing that for years yeah if somebody if somebody tells me alabama's beating lsu i have nothing to counter with them of like a reason why i yeah. think lsu i still go back to okay i still think we're gonna score points yeah um our, our defense i think will be probably a little i think they might be better than they were last year um <laughs> yeah. it, it might be close but you know, I think I think teams to beat us are still going to have to outscore us at the end. Yeah. Alabama can surely do that. Yeah. Well, I let me put it like this. Dante Harris. You know, I uh, with Jamar Chase, that would have been yeah. a much better chance. Because, I mean, we're talking about the weapons LSU has as is. It's like, you got some dudes already. Right. I mean, Reed Gilbert's going to be a nightmare to cover. I yeah. mean, Terrace Marshall, I uh, ran into him on campus the other day. I'm – dude is physically imposing yeah, right mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, he looks like a number one wide out and then you got guys like uh kashan butte you talk yeah. about you know, five-star freshman and then racy mcmath and behind him you got uh trey i mean you got you know, trey palmer who can't trey see the palmer, field right who, who's had a couple <laughs> finals the field and he he's uh he's an athlete man we yeah once last year but then you know I feel like those guys are coverable for a very good defensive backfield. But if you throw in Jamar Chase and a, a competent quarterback and give them three seconds to throw, that would be awfully hard to stop for anyone. So, yeah, I almost feel like the matchups are going to be the the bigger thing this year, where they're trying to they're trying to match up Eric Gilbert on uh, you know a linebacker, or they try to maybe move uh, John Emery out of the backfield and split him out and he gets on a yeah. safety or something like that. I think that's going to be a big part of it. Um, yeah. I, what I've always wanted to see out of an offense, kind of like LSU has now, we never really had the offense to do this kind of stuff, but to get, I feel like you need some cheap scores somewhere. Like yeah. you, need, you need a, you need something. A Dan Mullen used to pull this shit off all the time. Like he had a good, he had a good offense and all of a sudden you would see a trick play and it was a seven pointer. And it was like, man, that seven points changed all the momentum of the game. I feel like that's what we'll need this year to kind of overcome some of the youngness of the team, I would say. But um, let's get yeah. back to Mississippi State. So actually, I'm getting on. ahead of myself. Let's go back to one thing. Uh, one thing? The, the, hey, uh, the freshman wide receiver here. Say again. The, say, say again. Preston. There's 52 weeks of Bama week in Baton Rouge. Yeah. I know. I I, I got to stop with the Bama talk. We need. We'll get. We'll get there. We'll get there. So the the best freshman wide receiver season I could find was Michael Clayton. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. 2001. Yeah. My yeah. alma mater, yeah. actually. Christian really? Life, really. That's right. Yeah. All right. You know, unlike Michael Ch- Clayton, we played in the state championship. The oh, only thing to do it. Okay, so I went to Lehigh. Michael Clayton went um, – he went to, to uh, Christian Life, obviously, right. but uh, he was my ball boy for my peewee football team. Oh, that's fine. And his quarterback went to Woodlawn, but actually a lot of those kids that went to Christian Life should have went to Lehigh if Christian Life was never um, – A thing? A thing, yeah. yeah. So he had uh, <laughs> he had seven well, yards and seven yeah. That's right. That's right. How about what was the stats? 789 yards and seven touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, that's I, good. So I don't, it there. is good. Now, there's a shortened season, obviously. I don't you don't think Keishon Butte hits that. Into no, that. no, I don't see him getting eight or 11 games, even. And, okay. and a lot of it depends. I mean, look, if Miles Brennan throws for 2,500 yards, like I'm saying, mm-hmm. I mean, divvy that up. Right. Maybe, though. Right. The leading guy Actually. gets 1,000, and there's 1,500 to split among the rest. 
yeah, a retailer right. probably won't make another thousand. <laughs> so, no. Now it just depends on a how many times does he need to progress down his reads, and b how is his internal clock? Okay, mm -hmm. can he? Because like as a freshman when he was out there, his reads were one, two, three, four. Oh God, freak out, run, and make right. an incredible throw that I don't need to make by running out of the pocket. You know, it's like right. you just don't need to do stuff like that. Like. You got to, you know, progress through your one, let him run two, okay, and three. Can he do that? Because that's yeah. the only way Kishon Butte is going to get the ball is if he makes his, his way down the reads. I expect, you know, he'll be the third read at best. Right. Yeah. So, Mississippi State, what are your thoughts initially on the game and kind of like yeah. take us through your prediction here? Yeah. Uh, look, it's a tr so the spread is 16, 16, right? 16 and a half. I've seen, I've seen 18. Yeah, I'm, I'm it's going, going up. Hold it, on, it, let me let me pull my bookie. It started up. this on. week at 19. I saw it came down a little bit since then. Yeah, so um, I think that's a little high. Uh, Mac Leach is a tricky coach. They're gonna you know do some things that make you uncomfortable defensively. Whether you know Bo Pelini is the next coming or not, I mean it's still a new defense with almost an entirely new set of starters out there. And they've only been able to play against themselves in their own offense. Um, so it's going to be a little tricky, you know. Uh, Mississippi State returns more guys. Like KJ Costello's been there. He's played all three years. He's been there, you know. So he's he hasn't been at Mississippi State though. No, no, no. Stanford though is what he's saying. Right. I mean, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I think Costello's. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I have a rule. You got when I talk, you have to listen to what I mean, not what I say. That's the rule. I'm not doing <laughs> all right. Well, you want to pay it, all right? I just so want to make sure so, that you know, the people who maybe don't know KJ Costello don't think that he's uh, sure. he's been at Mississippi State. Sure. Uh, so, I, I actually think Costello is really, really good too. Yeah. Sixteen and a half. Uh, Sixteen and a half. I just spread. who the hell is he throwing the ball to? There. I I posted something yesterday. Uh, I was going through their their four starting receivers. And they have combined in their careers for 32 catches. And just like they, they do have a, uh, a guy who was Osiris Mitchell was for some reason listed as a backup and he has 60 catches on his career. But uh, it's just it's a lot of it's a lot of inexperience there. And they're going up against LSU, who I think I mean, we'll see uh, if Jay Ward is available. But I still think even without him that LSU's DBs are going to be a tough match for uh a completely new scheme and system with a lot of new players too yeah i mean i i get it i do uh and i think that the unfamiliarity you know that leans toward you know really just bringing things closer together yeah. uh and, you know i also think that you know one of the things with mississippi state is this they get down early their team is built to stay in games you know where they can continue to throw the ball right. and, you know, play with short clocks, you know, score quickly and whatnot. On the on the, the con side of that is if you can't throw the ball in that offense, it's going to get ugly and it's going to get ugly fast. Right. I'm banking on they look pretty decent throwing the ball. I mean, have you ever seen a Mike Leach quarterback who's just, like, bad? No. Well, I mean – I've never if, seen if, him if, do this in the SEC pretty yeah, much. Yeah, that's, that's a big thing. No, I mean, well, when, whenever – if you go back through Washington's stats, yes, they put up huge numbers. But against actual good defenses like Utah yeah. and Oregon, they don't, they don't put up crazy numbers. Or they at least don't right. look that good in the game. They don't score a ton of points. Right. 17 is a lot of points. I mean, that, that is – I mean, that, that means that LSU came out and they looked crisp. 
you know, and that team was ready to roll. It was no nonsense. I just think that LSU is going to have some lumps. Uh, I, I mean, because you can talk about, you know, Mississippi State's got a lot of new guys out there. Nobody's got more new guys than LSU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they, there, they I did see another thing. Mississippi State, when they released their depth chart, uh, their starting strong safety is a walk-on. Yeah. So I, I do. I really question. But yeah, their, I, I think defensively they're going to have some problems. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I hear you with the with the point spread being high. I, I'm looking at it completely. Oh, I'm, Seventeen I'm, is a lot. You know, I mean, it's just well, I, we I, sure. I, so I, yeah, okay. Let's let's, let's go to the let's go to the Maddie simplifying formula. Okay, how many <laughs> points are we going to score? Okay, uh, I'd say LSU puts up thirty four. Okay, thirty four. I got I got thirty seven. So yeah, I'm right with you. I have forty five. Yeah, forty five. Right. Yeah. So and then so you're saying they're going to score more than 17 points. Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, okay. look, LSU's defense held anything like what Mike Leach has ever put together to less than 20 points. I mean, you, you need to be thinking championship for this team. Game one. I mean, my goodness. Oh, let's see. When can Jeez, we get Preston, Preston back on? Sure. When can we get Preston back on the show? Let's check his schedule. Let's let's put some out there. Preston doesn't have any problem coming on and saying, "Guys, I was wrong." Oh, I know. How many no, times I'm sure you I have don't. Ostracized myself for saying Coach O was a bad hire. I mean, oh, well, I said the same thing. Yeah, I think everybody's – I said the said same that. thing, so – yeah, That's I, part I, of what makes it one of the most incredible stories is – For sure. It was an underdog story, and a lot of the guys in the know were like, eh, eh, yeah. you know, but, yeah, he said, screw you, <laughs> go Tigers. I mean, so the, the big question <laughs> I have for Coach O this year is – and it's a very small thing, but is are you going to allow the offense to – take any kinds of step back as far as their explosiveness from last year. Um, meaning, yeah. all right, you have, you, you don't have Clyde Edwards Elair, So you have three running backs who none of them have a lot of uh, experience. Are you going to try to allow them to run the ball more than they did last year to take the heat off of miles Brennan? Yeah. And I personally think that that's a complete mistake. I think you do the exact same thing that you guys did last year and yes you're plugging in new guys yeah um but what what took place last year was the best offense that we had ever seen so why would you change anything of what we did style wise so let me tell you what i'd like to see and then let me tell you what might happen okay okay uh like to see uh miles brennan throws a dart i mean it is a laser it is it is really yeah. pretty okay that's that's really not what Ryan Clark says. That's not what he says at all. He says it's <laughs> he's basically got a weak little arm. Well, Ryan Clark's been going off on a lot of stuff. <laughs> Isn't he supposed to be rooting for Arizona State right now? Yeah. Yes, that's right. There. He was. Not, right. He's not even on our team anymore. I think he right. might have been drunk right. when he tweeted that. That and was a drunk like, tweet. Yeah, yeah. He just like tried. To I've drunk tweeted before. I. I, I mean, it happens. Mm-hmm. And well, you start calling yourself dad. Regardless, regardless. So, um, uh, by the way, I covered his son. Love him. Great, good guys. But yes. Just, oh yeah. Right. For sure. Of course. Uh, but anyways, uh, so what I'd like to see happen is 
uh, adjust the offense for more underneath throws. I don't think Brennan's going to be the best at over-the-top throws. It's one of the things I kept on telling people like, oh, Joe Burrow doesn't have arm talent. Well, when I talk about arm talent, what percentage of the throws can he make? If you run a pass tree, how many of those routes can you run from each one of those positions? How many different combinations can you do to be unpredictable? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Can, can, can the X run the nine and the Z run the eight? You know what I mean? Or vice versa, so on and so forth. Because the more throws you can make, the more dynamic that offense is going to make. And Joe Burrow could make just about any damn throw he needed to. It was, right. it was phenomenal. Um, but uh, Miles Brennan, I don't think, is going to be able to hit those over-the-top throws, meaning put it on, put some air underneath of it, get it, you know, in the corner. A little more touch than he needs. I, yeah, I, I, don't, right. I mean, I'm not saying he'll be bad, but it'll be more like a Mettenberger, or don't cringe when I say this, but like what Brandon Harris should have been. Okay. Uh, with that with that slingshot throw yeah. underneath and you got a big old tight end who should be great at that now mm-hmm. um, you know just 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 dink and dunk underneath stuff that for two reasons a he's got the arm to do it b your offensive line puts four new players in there although I'll, i will say the four guys that they're subbing in should be pretty good right i mean none of these i mean liam cunningham by all reports is, is is a stud at center and then you got guys who've been around for a while you know plugging in all those other spots it's not like any any true freshman who's never taken a snap is going to snap in and, and do work it's pretty experienced guys yeah that was that was a that was a position where you know the offensive line where we thought at the beginning of I think um, COVID that this was probably going to be a very weak area for LSU. Yeah, not, I mean, just questionable. And it's I not think. necessarily a strength now, but it's yeah. it's better well, we than what it is. A lot because you did. Oh, it did for sure. Like Charles Turner they put in there last year and coach said Mm-mm. he's not ready. Yeah, right. I mean, he just wasn't got hurt last year. That would have that that might have been the most harmful injury on the team. Yes, and I, I agree. Realize I'm talking true. about possibly you know the goat is included in that conversation, but. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you don't, you don't have a center at all. At least you had Miles Brennan behind Burrow. But anyways, yeah. um, right. The offensive line probably will have some drop off, though. I mean, just it yeah, probably will, you yeah. know. And even the offensive line was a bit overrated last year. I mean, they were yeah. good, but they were. I think I think they I think they had some moments where they really. Joe struck. Burrow made that offensive line good. I think with yeah. his, his ability I mean, to move. Up Georgia with the Heisman moment. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow. I mean, look, Joe Burrow is the only quarterback who could have the the uh, Bengals even coming within seven points right now because yeah. of how he handled that offensive line. It's grossly bad. But yeah. um, so Miles Brennan probably won't handle the, press, the pass rush like Burrow because I've never seen anybody handle pass rush like Burrow. Right. Um, Although I do think I do think Miles Brennan is is going to be pretty good at it. Um, yeah, I, like I, to, I think. Uh, I think yeah, getting so, it out fast enough that's what i think i don't think he's gonna be great with it right the play that comes to my mind and i've said this a few times is the it was when he came in against oklahoma uh in the second half and the pocket broke down somebody was coming uh i think to his left and he did a brennan did the exact same move that i've been watching burrow do all year which he did a little dip under with his shoulder stepped back up in the pocket and made a throw and i was thinking whoa like, I hadn't seen that out of Brennan ever, and I yeah. hadn't seen much out of Brennan, but I was like, oh, that's that looked a, very yeah. familiar. You know um, what was cool is right after that play, I lined up, and I did the same thing to that defense. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that Oklahoma defense was uh, pretty lacking, particularly on that day, because they had their moments across the season. But something, I mean, something interesting cool. actually about uh, Miles Brennan and his uh, mobility. We, when we talked to Cody Warsham a couple weeks or a month ago, I guess, yeah. uh, he said how when Joe Burrow likes to scramble out of the pocket, he tends to go uh, in front of him, so to his right. And Miles Brennan prefers to actually go behind him, so turn and, and go to his left, hmm. which I thought was interesting. Because usually when the guys that turn and go to the left like that yeah, I don't are know, the more I don't know. mobile guys like a Kyle I don't know Murray. if that's a good or a bad thing. Well, and let me tell you another reason like that. you want these quick passes. Even if Miles Brennan is somehow magically a wizard in the pocket now after watching Joe for a few years, mm-hmm. um, you really, really don't want Miles Brennan to get hurt this year. I mean, no, you yeah, really right. don't. I mean, I get the both the guys behind him. They're young and they're talented. Dude, they're 18 years old. Yeah. Right. I mean, you you want – Miles uh, Brennan is the hope of this team. If Miles Brennan goes out there and he ain't it, buckle up yeah i mean it's gonna be a rough buckle year. up because whatever he leads you to if he's you know he's what you got yeah I mean, it would probably be max johnson coming in and honestly like yeah you got a poor it's basically a poor man's um bo nix to start his career something like that as a true freshman <laughs> yeah i think there's a lot of differences uh, i look at tj finley as a very much like uh, and, and max johnson i should say it's kind of uh, it's almost like jamarcus russell max mm-hmm. Lynn. Yeah, I agree. It is. One's a decently talented, very polished young man, and one just oozes talent. I mean, mean, my God, T.J. Finley is a specimen. I know. I saw him in high school, too, and it was just like – he flips it, like, just like Jamarcus Russell did off of his wrist. And it's like – Yeah, and he's got to work on his form. Jamarcus Russell never cleaned up his form. I mean, uh, you go back and look at highlights of Jamarcus Russell – uh, and it's like, dude was still sloppy as, as can be. And he'd mm-hmm. still flick his wrist 75 yards and, you know, having first round talent and receivers helps, you know, they just go up and grab it, you know, and it's like, yep. oh, well, I guess that, that's why it worked. Uh, I don't know why in retrospect, I mean, part of the reason was I was like 13 when I was watching that, but like, I was shocked that he turned out to be a bust and I rewatched it last year. And I'm like, this looks like a bust if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Just all, I mean, his pro day when he got drafted, he he put his knee on the fifty yard line and threw it through the uprights, yeah. and it was like, I mean, obviously, well, okay, what we should seen. be able to teach him. We should be able to teach right? him footwork and you know playbooks <laughs> yeah. and stuff. I mean, but... If he could do that, I mean, yeah. So yeah, I I understand. Yeah, I've heard story. I heard stories when he was in school. And like, even as like a junior do, you know, doing his things and, and, um, people in the program would say stuff like, yeah, but if you give Matt Flynn the keys to the car, like we're winning, yeah. we're winning the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and they barely well, got to the championship game that year, but in retrospect so. though, we, we can look at miles as a, he, he probably wasn't the best selector of quarterbacks, you know, probably not yeah. the best evaluator. Oh, for sure. Not. So maybe that was kind of before he had that reputation. Maybe, maybe there's something to that. Who, who will ever know? All I can tell you is that based on the one season we saw of Matt Flynn and the previous season, Jamarcus Russell, Jamarcus was better. Oh, for sure. I mean, that Notre Dame game was just his coming out party. That, okay. That's what really got was him. Oh, were you? Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, I was 13, but I was there. Any any time that we're in the Superdome postseason, it's it's a fun night. 
Uh, except for that one game. We won't talk about that. Shut up. What game? Um, yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Preston, we, we got to get you back on again, my friend. Um, yeah, um, tell us where we can get all your stuff from. And uh, I know you got a show coming up here shortly, right? Yeah, I do. I'm going to do my live show here on uh, Tiger Bait's Facebook page. But y'all don't worry about the Tiger Bait Facebook page right now because I want y'all to go follow me. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. go, uh, go hit me up on Twitter is my big thing. But I do any social media, like literally anything. I probably use social media 14 times as much as I should. Yeah, Jack has Jack has nothing but good things to say about your your Twitter page. Yeah, you've been blowing up lately, huh? You had a lot of, yeah, a lot of no, stuff, viral it's stuff going nuts. on. Huh? I, I started with Tiger Bait a year ago and no one knew who I was. I think I had like 500 followers from tweeting high school football games with the advocate. Mm. And basically overnight I, I picked up like 7,000 followers, you know, it was wow. like, well, all right, I dig it. This is cool. This is my, my, my life has changed at the national championship. I had people recognizing me on the street. And I was like, Oh, that's different. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I have to like behave and hold myself to a standard. And my wife sitting there rolling her eyes as hard as she can every single time so yeah it's been neat now follow me on twitter at p guy underscore 77 i do instagram i even have my own facebook page preston guy tiger bait i, I do tiktok i mean y'all oh tiktok we need to get into yeah. tiktok Jack. Yeah. well yeah. Isn't, it, isn't it about to get uh banned yeah they're about to kick that thing out they're about to kick it out are you aware uh, of this preston no i'm, I'm fully aware <laughs> okay <laughs> times as much as i should yeah i'm fully aware but i mean they're probably gonna get by somebody something will happen yeah I, mean, who knows, I think that's cool. our next step for one team one podcast we got to get a tiktok get it on tiktok there yeah you that's right i have a channel posted there well we're gonna ride your coattails a little bit preston <laughs> and I, I i'm gonna put all your information i'm gonna link it all to our stuff and uh we hope to have you on as a regular contributor to the pod and then um yeah look out for your uh live stuff for tonight too so sure. uh we appreciate it again man talk to you soon buddy Go Tigers. All right, man. Again, special uh, thanks to Preston Guy for joining us today. He gave us a little bit of the LSU side of things. And now we are going to bring the Mississippi State side of things, guys. So, without further ado, we have Justin Hillhouse joining us on the Courtesy Automotive Group Hotline. What's up, Justin? What's up? All right. Did hey, you man. change shirts today, man? I did. Yeah. Ah. I had to put it on. Yeah. yeah. Put the maroon on. You got a belt yeah. in the background or anything? I got to have more cowbell, baby. I did. Let's see. Let's see. Let's get that belt. I've got two. I've got mine two and my bells. wife's. Okay. It's old. It's been retired. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just it doesn't even have a bell in it. And then... <laughs> Yeah, just my, my wife's that she takes. There you so, go. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal, man. We appreciate you yeah. coming on, my friend. For um, sure. Yeah, so backstory on us, Justin. 
um well uh, me me and you we've been talking on our uh, sec biased um group chat on twitter right and yeah. so um i wanted to bring you on and i might try to do this with with some of those guys whenever we play them um for the game week and kind of get your guys take on your team especially for mississippi state i feel like this is the year like we need to kind of get a uh, an update on who are we about to see on the field for mississippi state <laughs> Um, you know, vice versa. We just had, we just had a, a, an LSU insider on just a second ago and he kind of told us a little bit about us, of course, but, um, but then we have to talk about our bet, right? Don't we have a bet? Right. Yeah. So we I think, a, a I think this bet. is the time we need to like pour, put it all out there. Let's talk about, you know, you know, what, what we're thinking and then we'll reevaluate it after the game. Sure. Uh, yeah, what did we say? It was a seven. Did you give me a hook or is seven, it just 17? We said 17, did, yeah, right? I think it okay. was 17. Yeah, yeah. 17? Okay. 17. I couldn't remember if it was 17 so, or so 17. Yeah, yeah, you know, if it's a push, it's a push. I know, yeah, it's a push. What, what um, was our uh, what was our bet limit? Uh, it was bourbon, $50, right? $50. It was $50 bottle of bourbon. Uh-huh. Okay. I All read right. that, too. We, we, uh, we said it at 17 before the line even came out. I yeah, it was an early line. There was an early line that came out, and it never changed. was like, 26 you remember that? it was outrageous oh yeah, yeah. it was yeah, like yeah. 28 points or something yeah, yeah it's okay. come down like 10 points since then okay so tell us a little bit about mississippi state what are we about to see what what are you guys thinking is about to happen here that's a good question i mean we don't know there's so many i, I know a lot of the players are returning um kj costello the addition right. of him uh, is intriguing because uh, he did some really good things before he got injured at stanford um with mike leach you know i i don't i mean uh, I have no idea. I, I mean, we could put up, you know, 50 points one week and we could score three the next. I don't know. I think we're coming. I think we have a lot of uh, offensive potential. I think Kylan Hill in the backfield, um, like I said, on that SEC bias, I think if he wore an LSU jersey or another, you know, color besides maroon, I think he'd be in the Heisman uh, running because I think he's that talented. Right. Um, and now I think we're starting, you know, he, he doesn't have, um, I think we have four wide receivers starting that are four stars. So, okay. Um, so yeah, and they're all like they, six, they're all newer. They're newer guys. guys yeah. Right? Okay. One of those guys is the transfer from Alabama, huh? Shavers. Right. Shavers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And He's so, a why, big how come? Dude, uh, I was looking at this. I was. I was. I couldn't figure it out. Why isn't Osiris Mitchell starting? I have no idea. I was confused. I was um, wondering that too. I guess that they. I mean, maybe Shavers is. Better. I guess he's that. Good. I mean, I, well, I, I, I guess from so. what I, I mean, saw, that uh, Mitchell is a bigger guy, right? I think so, yeah. I, I, and he yeah, like Mitchell, 6'5 he's, or something like that? Yeah, he's huge. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. like 6'6", so, 220. If I remember right, Mike Leach likes like Those little scat smaller guys. speed guys yeah. who can get down the field quick yeah. um, kind of thing. So maybe that has something to do with it. But at the same time, oh. like as a backup wide receiver, you're going to see a lot of the field uh, under a Mike Leach offense. You, at yeah, some point, you, that, uh, you guys are going to have probably 15 wide receivers on your freaking roster. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a doubt. He said he said uh, he could have put or instead of like, you know, a one or a two. On right. Yes. He said, we're going right. to run eight people. Um, he said, we're going to run eight receivers, you know, in rotation. Well, well I'm interested to see Kylan Hill in this offense and is it a negative for him to be in an offense like this because running backs usually aren't featured in this kind of offense um well i disagree okay Um, i think it suits kylan hill um 
I mean, I'll see. I read something. Just because, because of the type I've, of running back he is and, like, get him out in the backfield, got kind yeah. of thing, get him in space? Okay. Yeah. I think, he has, I think he has really good hands. I think uh, he's powerful, and I think he's fast. He, um, I was trying to see. I wrote down – so, anyway, Max Borgie last year was the running back for – For Stanford. For, or, no, no, for, uh, no, for well, Washington yeah, State. Washington State, right. And I, I think he put up, like, 900 yards rushing and, like, 11 touchdowns and then added, you know, almost 100 catches and had another five or six touchdowns. So I think that yeah. him being utilized, and I think with us spreading it out more uh, or all the time now is going to open up. Uh, I think it's going to be better suited for Kylan, to be honest. Man, that just sounds like a lot of plays, too. Like, I bet you yeah, the, the play total is going to be outrageous mm-hmm. um, with a team like that. And I, the, that's one of the things that we were talking about earlier was, you know, is Mississippi State ready to run this offense yet? Maybe maybe it's going to take a year or two to kind of get that under your belt. But, like, man, yeah. I, I could easily see some three and outs being a, a, a bad deal for you, you know. Like, a couple of three and outs, LSU gets on the board, starts, you know, you know, scoring like we think they're going to. Um, and we're kind of the same boat a little bit where we're like, look, we I think I know what's about to happen. But, I mean, does anybody really know what's about to happen? Right. Um, but defensively, what are you guys looking at? Because I, 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 the only guy I really remembered um, from last year was uh, was Willie Gay, just because I remember him so well with recruiting. Um, and now he's he left early, obviously. So what are you guys looking at for defensive front and, and backfield right now? I think um, as much as I think I know for an offensive standpoint, I don't know anything about the defense. Um, I know that we're starting a safety that I've never even heard of. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that I keep a, he's a walk-on, right? Yeah, London Craft. I've, yeah. I mean, yeah, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I saw the depth chart get released, and I was like, okay, that might as well be you and me. I mean, like, I, I know nothing about him. Um, Errol Thompson, I think, is going to be solid. He's going to yeah, be our middle. Yeah. We're, so, we're running – we're changed up schemes. We're going three three five now. Yes. Okay. And so, we're going to have – I think Errol Thompson, uh, I think he was a freshman All-American. If I'm not mistaken. No, yeah, he's a good a, player. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I think he'll be fine. I don't – I mean, I think we have enough players. On, I think our starters are going to be good. I don't think we have depth. So I think if, you know, LSU goes on a big, long, sustained drive a couple times, or just anybody in general, really, mm-hmm. I don't know if we have the depth to contend. Um, and like, to your point about the three and outs, I mean, if LSU or somebody goes on a long drive, we turn it over, go three and out, and then they're right back on the field – I don't yeah. think we have enough depth to sustain that. That's me being as real as I can be about their depth and right what we yeah. have. Okay. And I, but, I think, and I think for us, like you know, we're putting a lot of stock in Miles Brennan this year. Um, you know, we have we haven't seen him play a whole lot, but I, we know a lot about him. And um, one of the things we and I've, I keep saying it over and over and over, but I, I just feel like the. The team that we had, the offense we had, I should say, in 2018 was was good. It was good. You had Joe Burrow. You had Clyde Edwards-Elair. Nobody really knew who all those guys were yet. Um, it was good. But then 2019, we changed the schemes. Everything kind of changed in offense, and these guys got put in positions where they excelled. And all of a sudden, everybody knows who they are, and um, they're all gone. And so <laughs> – um, we're putting 
new guys into these in the same scheme. I just I can't help but think. Obviously, we're going to take a step back from Burrow to Brennan, but uh, I mean, I think Brennan's still going to be very good, um, and I think we're still going to score a lot of points. And so it it makes me feel like a uh, when we get into a game like Mississippi State where. Um, State's coming out with a brand new offense. We feel like we have a really good defense. We have great defensive backs. Um, if we're playing solid man-to-man coverage against these receivers, feel like we can lock them down and this could get kind of out of hand. I mean, are you guys kind of thinking that – what are y'all thinking about this game and, like, how, how it will play out? Well, I don't know. I think the, the – I mean, Vegas is pretty unbiased or is about as unbiased as you can get. So, what's the spread now? Six, I mean, around what we said, yeah, I think yeah. I was looking up uh, – I was doing some prep stuff earlier, and it was like I think we've averaged – or Mike Leach's teams have averaged like 25 or 26 points in their first year under him being a head coach. Okay. So, I think if you say we That's put the good, average up, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. So, if you say we put the average up at 25, I mean, I just don't see you blowing us out. I mean, maybe, but yeah. But uh, there's there's also another point that like he has he's been playing against uh, Pac-12 and Big 12 defenses, so I, I I'd say you can come off you can come down on that average by maybe a touchdown at least, right? Maybe, but I mean, you got to think maybe he wasn't starting four four star receivers. Yeah, on offense. That's a and, sure. Uh, he also has Pac-12 and uh, all right. SEC yeah. running back Kyle and Hill. ACC. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's a fair so that's I don't know. Um, I was looking some stuff up with him. He also averages like the least three and outs uh, for many head. I think I don't give me lying to you, but I think it's like the least or fewest percentage three and outs uh, for any head coach. It's like 15%. So we think like, you know, man, he passes it all the time. He has a lot of three and outs. Well, he doesn't really. So yeah. I'm eager to see. Um, and I know that Miles Brennan is hyped. And I know you've been in the, uh, he's had a year to learn that offense or he's had multiple years at LSU, but a year to learn that offense that he just put in. Right. Uh, but I mean, that could, I mean, Jeremy Johnson at Auburn had the same thing. I mean, that could, you know, very well as hyped as Miles Brennan is Jeremy Johnson was just as hyped. And it's, so do you feel like Miles Brennan is being hyped up from I think an outsider? Cause we're, we're in Baton Rouge. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I don't I feel he's like being, he's being hyped at all. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, every, like, every, I don't okay, hear him at every, all. Okay. Okay. Well, everybody, I, I mean, I, nationally I is what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 But I, everything I, every time I hear LSU, they're talking about Miles Brennan. Okay. And it's unique because, you know, he's from Mississippi. So that's true. Yeah. Uh, right. So we had his high unique. school coach on uh, to one of our podcasts before, and we were talking to him about it. And um, really the, the difference for Miles Brennan is that he was kind of running this type of offense in high school. And you yeah. probably know that very well. And then when he came to LSU, uh, we were still under Miles a little bit, and we just transitioned a little bit of our offense. But we were still like a very old school under center offense, and like Miles Brennan had never done that. Um, yeah. And Joe Burrow had never been under center until he came to LSU, and so finally you got these guys to where they're going to be in an offense that they're comfortable in. I felt like that was the difference with Joe Burrow, and you know, you said Vegas. You know, that was another point was you know, Vegas came out with their um, SEC Heisman favorites. So yeah, best odds for that, anybody. Yeah. Brennan is I saw number that, one. Yeah. Um, he doesn't get any love for being like the best quarterback in the league or anything. We just actually talked to an LSU insider who said he thinks KJ Costello would be the first team all SEC really? quarterback this year based on stats more than anything. 
yeah. um, because you'll throw the ball probably 70 times Saturday night. <laughs> that's going to be a weird look for you guys to see mississippi state throwing it around that much absolutely yeah. I, I this yeah. is not what i would have ex ever expected out of mississippi state uh to be airing it out like this yeah uh, for sure i'm used to uh old school days i'm used to wishbone and uh maybe triple i formation stuff like that i know, jackie yeah, cheryl it's unique. I mean, none of that's worked forever. So I'm glad that finally somebody's thought outside the box. It was like, well, we can't, you know, can't, can't well, keep running the same well, thing. It's like so LSU. It's like LSU, yeah. man. And it's, we, we actually were just saying this too about uh, Georgia as an example. Like um, they, they just hired a new coach for uh, offensive, offensive uh, coordinator who's said that they're going to be opening up the offense. And um, we were doing like our SEC preview and, um, I was like, man, it, it's kind of like us in 2019, like last year. I yeah. just had to see. I have to see it. Like I right. can't. I can't imagine it until I see it. And it took us a couple of weeks to kind of even get our arms around. Oh, we have a real offense. We now. have something. Yeah. We've always had a defense. Like all we needed yeah. was an offense, and that was what propelled us. So yeah, that would be. It's going to be very interesting to see um, Mike Leach coaching in the SEC too. So. Yeah. I'm sure you guys are super excited about this. Huh? I'm, I'm like cautiously optimistic. Like I was like, oh, a, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't know. It could be like an abject failure. Could be unreal. I mean, could be really great for us. So it's going to be entertaining one way or the other. So yeah. what are your thoughts on uh, Ole Miss with uh, Lane Kiffin? I know this is a bad blood thing, right? Yeah, no. Um, hold on, you froze on my screen. Um, yeah, you're frozen on ours, but I can still hear you. There you yeah, go. Cool. Um, so. Lane, I really haven't. I mean, I know that they hired him, and I know that there's some animosity in, uh, between the two schools and stuff like that, but I really haven't kept up a ton with what they expect their offense and what they their outlook's going to be. Yeah, I, I, I knew they put up a lot too. of points at FAU, and they I think would they win the conference or they put they oh, they were good. A couple yeah, of I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were good. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, so I think they put up some points. I know that they, I mean, Jerry and Ely's a stud. I remember watching him yeah. in high school. He was a two-sport guy. And then Plumlee, I think if I think he's a better passer than what they give him credit for. He didn't – I mean, he's I do too. that much better of a runner. I mean, yeah, and I, it's, so that that's man. the question is who's going to be quarterback for them, if it's going to be Corral or if it's going to be Plumlee. Right. And um, that Corral throws the ball better. But, like, you got to – to me, you have to have Plumlee on the field, right? Like, yeah. he's just – he's too good of an athlete. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I thought I read that they announced that Corral was starting. I could be completely wrong. Possibly. Now, I they... It's. I remember that a couple, like a, almost a month ago, and now they're saying that it's a it's a battle on SEC Network. Okay. I okay. Don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it is. I don't, I don't know what's happening. But I can't but wait yeah. to see Leach, Leach against Kiffin. I mean, that's going to be an all timer, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be unreal. Twitter's going to yeah. be uh, on fire. That's your last uh, game this season, or is it? No, our it's actually no, early. Our last game no. is Ole Miss. Yeah, right, so what, when do y'all play them in the schedule? Normal week. Don't, I, I, well, don't Thanksgiving week. It's oh, Thanksgiving play, week, but it's not, it's not our last it's game. It's not the yeah, last game. It's, yeah. Okay, yeah. Is gotcha. it on Thanksgiving For, Day? I, it may be. It usually is their own thing. I think yeah, this may be one of the last years it's on Thanksgiving. I, I got really. you. Um, okay. And I think we finish with Missouri. But I, I listened to your podcast about the preview, and you are talking about A&M and how they – returned all these starters and I was like I think Ole Miss is returning starters but I don't think they were any good so like, right. <laughs> I don't know that was our, that's, that's our yeah, argument exactly. with a &M. Like, I mean like yes yeah. that's great you're returning all your starters and I think you've yeah. been saying it is like oh well that's, that's how I know you're not going to be good <laughs> yeah if, if I'm trash one year I don't understand why you think I'm going to be that much better <laughs> right. than yeah. the next so, um, so I don't know it'll be have to improve 
Right. Yeah. So what so, what are you thinking for the season for Mississippi State? What's your outlook like uh, for season record, that kind of thing? If I had the schedule pulled up, I think I'd – Here, I'm pulling it up right here. Okay. Uh, Y'all don't play on Thanksgiving, by the way. We do not. Okay. I, I mean, I'm – Friday or Saturday. Yeah, it's just I had Saturday. the schedule memorized, and then I've forgotten it over the last couple of weeks. But I – let's see. I don't – I think if we go – let's see, we play – So you got – we can't beat Arkansas, Vandy <laughs> – yeah, if we can't beat those two, we'd probably need it's to be like, ugly. Have our we need to have our charter revoked from the SEC. <laughs> um, we should be able to beat Missouri, and I think we're going to get. I don't know that understand the hype with Auburn. Um, I said on the SEC bias podcast that we played both Auburn and A and M at home, and A and M hadn't beaten us what, one year at home. I mean, I think we split one of those, so there's four. I think we beat Ole Miss, and then so I think we can. I think conceivably four six to and five. four. Okay, six and four. Five to six. Five to six. Five to six. We'll go five five to six. Okay. Auburn's always overhyped the year after they beat Alabama. Oh, for know? sure. Yeah. Like, I can see it. 2018, so what, what, they were overhyped because they beat part of the, the before. And this is why I was asking you about Miles Brennan earlier is, you know, we, we had been hearing a lot about, okay, um, best quarterbacks in the SEC. We were hearing a lot about Kellen Mond at first, and that seems like that Texas A&M talk has died down a little bit. Not everybody's on that train as much as they were before. But so you had Kellen Mond, you had Mac Jones, you had Bo Nix, and you had um, who am I missing? There's another quarterback in that mix. Oh, Kyle, said, Kyle, Trask. Kyle Trask. Yeah, Trask. They're all just like me. To me, they're just they're good. I mean, are, I mean, we're all SEC. Like, it, yeah. it doesn't feel like there's a, a a great class of quarterback like there usually is. But I mean, a guy like KJ Costello, who's got some, you know, he's got some meat on the wall here. Yeah. Like, he yeah, he might be able to 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 put up the stats to do that. And a guy like Miles Brennan, if they run the same offense that they did last year, like he's going to put up the stats. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Is you know, these guys, I. I I'm not big on I'm not big on Auburn either. Um, I'm not big on Bo Nix. I don't understand the either. hype with Bo Nix. I, I don't stand, but, I don't understand the hype of him, and I don't understand the hype of Mac Jones. I understand the hype of Alabama's all of their skill people, but I don't I don't understand the hype of that quarterback. When when's the last time that LSU and Mississippi State played and they both had a real solid quarterback? I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe, uh, yeah. So, okay, so you go back to, to Dak, Dak Prescott. Dak, he did not yeah. have a good quarterback. Well, did Dak play no. in 2013? Yeah. No, well, but then, he, yeah. Because that would was, be Dak versus. That was his Zach first year starting, I believe. But he wasn't, 14. he wasn't great yet. Yeah, but I mean, he was. So, yeah, Dak Prescott fine. and Zach Bettenberger. So that would have been your two. I guess, but this is probably better than that. Well, you'll, you'll like this, Justin. So our prediction is for, um, for Texas A&M going forward, uh, the LSU-Texas A&M series, is that we are going to pistol whip Texas A&M. This is your prediction. This is my prediction. <laughs> We're going to pistol whip them like we used to pistol whip Mississippi State back in, like, the 90s and 2000s. But we had, there was one point where we had beaten – 17 out of 18 years it's about to happen again with texas a&m actually <laughs> what's it with texas a&m now what's our eight well, and one we're eight and one mm -hmm. so if you include that uh, oh, cotton, cotton bowl so it's it's already happening and it's about to just continue so Wait, we're going to take all one that is the out. is the one was that the, the seven overtime, overtime game, game that yeah, we okay. actually won yeah 
twice. <laughs> I remember it, but I don't remember it like you guys do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, I was there to actually. Get it out of our try to, Yeah, <laughs> that game and that national championship game, we try to just uh, get it out of our memory altogether. Um, the second time you've mentioned right. that game today. So, I know. So the uh, Mississippi State game. Here's our prediction. My prediction. I'll get. I'll give mine, and you want to give yours? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. So mine first is forty-five to thirteen LSU. Yeah, and then I got I got thirty-seven to fourteen. Thirty-seven fourteen. And I'm I'm actually I'm kind of starting to come up to thirty-seven seventeen actually. So you're coming up with them, okay? Mm-hmm. Justin's talking you into three points. Yeah, well, I didn't know uh, I didn't know about the receivers. <laughs> Let's talk about your kicking game, Justin. Yeah, we're at a seventeen-point yeah. hook yeah. here. Like, yeah, how's your kicking yeah. game? Yeah. We- <laughs> Actually, we have a transfer kicker I, from like uh, Arizona State or something. Just got a no, kicker, so I don't know. Us. That's not good yeah. for us. Those guys can yeah. kick, man. Yeah. So, All right. So, yeah, okay, what's, yeah, your, what's your what's your prediction? Yeah. <laughs> you said, He's locked in so, at seventeen now. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> Forty-five to thirteen. That's a yeah. beatdown. That's a yep. beatdown. Um, that is your I'm defending so, national champions uh, taking the field Saturday. The best team you had ever see. seen in college history, coach. okay? The the next year, that's us. Well, it's the same jersey. It's not the same team. Well, they were on the team. Yeah, yeah they were there. Yeah. There's, what, 20 left? <laughs> 25? Uh, I still, But I did see, before I give the prediction, I did see that even though I try to talk myself into uh, Mississippi State, you know, pulling this up, pulling this out, I saw that we have – y'all are starting 11, four, five stars on defense and offense – and I think we have 24 and five stars on our entire roster. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, the talent is still huge. The talent oh, gap we got, is still and, huge. Yeah, we yeah. were just talking about – we were going down our, our wide receiver depth chart just a second ago, and we have uh, three guys that are surefire. They're going to be on the field at the same time. But then you, you start going down the depth chart, and there's like – there's a guy named Trey Palmer that's probably our fifth wide receiver. And he's, he's a five-star. He was a five-star. Uh, yeah. He can't get on the field. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, God – Dang. <laughs> I'll, I'll say, let's see. So what I say, we scored 25 points on average in your first year. I'll say 37-24. We hit the over and okay. uh, I win my bet. So over and then. <laughs> and I win. Okay. Yeah. There you yeah go. And we cover. So. All right. What kind of bourbon do you want, Jack? Are you getting both of us I'll a bottle let, or just one bottle? I'll just get one. Now, see, yeah. just one. We'll just bottle, get one. Okay. Just, just a one. single. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. What do you, you want? You, you get to make the call. We'll I do blade and bow. We'll do blade and bow on our bourbon choice. Do okay. you already know what your bourbon is for under fifty? Yeah. Let's see. I'd probably go uh, Buffalo Trace. Buffalo okay. Trace. Okay. Nice. Done. Yeah. All right. So we got our our picks locked in. Um, <laughs> can't wait to revisit this one. Uh, and we'll, we'll be talking smack probably the entire game. I'll be eating some uh, pulled pork watching the game. It's going to be so weird because there's not going to be anybody in the stands. Um, we appreciate so it, Justin. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's going to be uh, awesome having football, SEC football. That's right. Saturday. That's why I was That's telling what... people, I was like, just be grateful that we have football yeah. to watch. Like, it's going to be so much fun. Um, yeah. It's cool that we can connect this way, too. We'll have something on the line for the game um and then you're gonna hear from us too especially if we win the bet you're i mean yeah not, never we like stop. to talk bro we yeah. like to talk down so, here man 
Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right. All right, bud. We appreciate it. Thank no, you for joining us. Um, Thanks for coming on. Yeah, we'll talk appreciate to you soon, it, man. Jack. Appreciate it, Matt. Talk to you all later. Bye, bud. There you, have, there you have it, guys. Justin Hillhouse with Mississippi State. His prediction, 37-24. Yeah. I I and you're just a touchdown off, 37-17. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I need to – you need to get a little bit more fired up, Jack. I don't, I don't know what the hell's Matt, wrong with you. Matt, okay. I am eight points less than you for LSU, and I am four points more than you for Mississippi State, and you think I'm, like, way off here. <sighs> you need to get you're it together. Insane. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> I mean, okay, the line in Vegas is 17. I'm, I have LSU covering that by three. Yeah. Did we ever get Preston's pick on the game? No. We didn't get his call score prediction. Yeah, call him. Let me text him right now. What's your score prediction? Um, all right, so, yeah, I just I feel like it's complete domination. I don't, I, I don't see them scoring against this defense. I, I'm bigger on our defense this year than I was last year. I think our defense is going to be okay. super exciting, turning the ball over, mm -hmm. playing super aggressively, um, and with tons of athletes and, and a lot of speed. Yeah. Here's, here's my thing, though, is that I just think that there's going to be a drive or two where they throw something at us that we just completely weren't ready for. Because like Coach O said, you have to scout three teams. You have to scout Washington State's offense. You have to scout – San Diego State defense, and you got to scout, scout Mississippi State personnel. And then there's a lot of Mississippi State personnel that's grad transfers and transfers from other schools mm -hmm. and just freshmen that they have starting or walk-ons that they have starting. And it's just – there's just going to be so many things that you just don't know, and I think there will be a couple plays here and there that will be, you know, just – will affect their score a little bit. So Preston's – I just texted them. It was 34 to 21. That's all right. That's, that's where a lot of people are at. I've yeah, seen a I, lot of 34 to 21, actually. I see a score of more than 40 points. Yeah, and that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I don't know where that's coming from, where we're like – One thing I, I wish I would you know, have we, asked we, him a We scored more. 36 last year against Mississippi State. 36. But it was because of the – We missed a PAT. They were playing a different type of offense. We're going to have way more plays this year than we did last year. That's a very good point, actually. I didn't think about that. But we also just, like, you keep – you can't keep referring to last year, though. Why not? Because we we're going to run the same our offense. Our offense isn't going to be as good. We're going to run gonna the same offense. It's not going to be as close, but we're going to run the same offense. But it's not even going to be close to last year. So, like, you have to take last year and then take some points off. Man, I don't know. You have to take know. points I off. I think you're doubting me. I, think you, I think you need to leave. I huh? think you need to leave. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys that was our preview uh um, let's let's can we talk some saints i want to talk some saints well, okay what you got there's a bunch of saints stuff going on what's right now. what what do we care about the saints they just blew it in las vegas that's why we need to talk about them okay like we finally have a season going on let's talk about the games you know all right good uh so we went into that game just assuming the saints got that right? oh yeah i was like yeah. minus five and a half prime time we're and we were, up, we were rolling we were up 17 7 i was like yeah, okay this we game's rolling i was like over. i was over at zippy's and then I kind of stopped watching the game for a little bit. I had a margarita, had some uh, some quesadillas. Zippies is great. Or as uh, Jacob Hester would say, you had some cold pops. 
had some cold, had some yeah. cold pops. Uh, and I checked the score again, and we're tied at halftime. Uh-huh. And I mean, what, like, what the hell happened? Like, what, why wasn't our defense good? I was so convinced that our defense was like I, a top five defense. I think they were playing very well. And then yeah. all of a sudden, uh, Oakland made a ton of adjustments. And we didn't have any answers for those adjustments. And our defense started getting really tired. Yeah. And our offense it, couldn't stay on the field. Yeah. Our offense couldn't stay on the field. Um, what happened with Kamara? Like, Kamara is just, he's your best player on the field. Well, I mean, Kamara Where, still had a good game. You know that first just, drive? That first you drive. No, you can't throw the ball vertically. No, you can't. But that's Drew Brees why. Is struggling to get the ball 15 yards down the damn he field. He is. He is. But that's why I love that first drive so much. You had uh, one play with, uh, <clears throat> was it D. Deontay. Oh, Harris. Harris. Yeah, yeah, I love Deontay him. Harris doing a little reverse mm-hmm. in motion. You had a play with uh, Kamara uh, with a good run. You had a Taysom Hill play. Like every, there was this very. Um, it, it reminded me of when Bridgewater was in the game uh, last year, yeah. where all of a sudden the offense was so multiple. Yeah, you just got to use everything. Yeah, you had to use yeah. everything, and huh. they, it felt like they started getting away from that when when Oakland started coming back and. Right now, the ball in Breeze's hands is probably not your best offensive play. It's not. Yeah. It, it isn't. It's never it's, been it like that. Uh, it hasn't been like that for the Saints in uh, 14 years. And, so. you know, here's the thing is that, like, not only is Drew Breeze not throwing the ball down the field, he can't get it there, but now he's also inaccurate. Yeah. Because he has, he's to, pressing. He has to throw the ball so much harder now. Right. They just He's not able to pinpoint. Yeah, I saw an out with, uh, I don't know if it was Troutman or something. It was a little out pass. It should have been an easy uh, completion for a first down. He, I mean, it was like five yards away from him. Man, I, didn't, um, I didn't see that one. But I, I just like the the interception he threw in the first half was just, I was like, that's, you know, you know who that's it the reminds worst throw me I've of, ever seen him throw. You know who was Peyton this, Manning? No. Oh, what do you say? Tom Brady. I think, I think. Breeze and Tom Brady are both going to struggle a lot. Did you watch Tom Brady? Yes, I did. I watched him against the Saints too, though. He looked great against Carolina. Carolina did not have the defense. He still has his arm. Carolina does not have that. I don't care. Tom Brady still has his arm. I saw saw him throw a a back shoulder pass that had zip on it, and it was like 30 yards down the field. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. I I mean, I don't know. Big thing, the difference between week one and week two for the Bucs is that Tom Brady and Mike Evans are starting to – click and find some chemistry mm-hmm. which is really scary and then leonard fournette's playing well too which is even more scary but you know who's playing really well for tampa bay rob gronkowski <laughs> zero <laughs> catches for zero yards for OJ rob howard's gronkowski oj howard's the guy well you he's, know why he's, he's the, the guy athlete. because rob gronkowski in isn't in shape yeah. i think i won that argument fair and square right should yeah. i go ahead and post that Although, back on I, I think if you go back to the argument i don't think that was i think the bitch. argument was uh is is gronk 250 I thought that was the argument, wasn't it? I was just saying he's he, he's he, he's he's old past his prime, and I don't think he's going to be able to get back into playing shape. And they're like, "Well, yeah, 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 of course he is." Yeah, no, I agree with you there. If that if that was the argument, then yeah, they were way off. Uh, I, I completely agree with you. All these all these uh, guys, you never hear from them after they're wrong. You know that, right? Oh yeah. Um, what else about the Saints? What 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 else you want to know? How, how do you feel about this Packers game? No, I don't feel good. I don't feel good either. I I think this is the kind of year that you're going to have to outscore these teams, and are we going to be able to do that? I don't really know. And then, like, Trey Hendrickson was out today. Uh, you still don't have Davenport back. 
I do uh, think it might be a little bit of an overreaction um, from this one game. I think the yeah, Raiders. I think the Raiders Packers played us are, as as good as we can get played. I mean, yeah. I mean, Derek Carr played well above himself. I'll give him that. He did, and Josh uh, Jacobs looked very good. And Josh Jacobs is very good, but that's the thing. I mean, our run defense Aaron, is typically Aaron very Rogers, solid. Aaron Rodgers is way better. Aaron than Jones. Derek, no, Aaron Rodgers oh, Aaron is Rodgers. way better than. Derek Carr. Sure. Aaron Jones is still really good. Yeah. And they have a loaded backfield, actually, with uh, Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I forgot A.J. Dillon was there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I I have, dude, Packers, let's talk about that for a second. The Packers don't know how to draft. You have Aaron Jones and you have Aaron Rodgers. And then you take first round, you take a quarterback. Jordan Love. Right. First round, you take Jordan Love. Second round, you take A.J. Dillon. What wow. are you doing? Yeah, that didn't make sense. Unless they're they're gearing up for uh, obviously they're gearing up for Aaron Rodgers, but, but then Aaron Rodgers still has another three or four years. Yeah, but he might. They may eventually decide they want to part ways before the end of his contract because of the money. Uh, where yeah, you can get Jordan Love on a rookie deal still. I think that's wrong. Possibly, I, I think it's all a money game on these kind of situations. Probably. But like, but why not build around Aaron Rodgers? He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I agree with you there. You know and I mean? it, uh, part of it though is like it's the same with the Saints. Building around Drew Brees requires Drew Brees to, you know, yeah. to renegotiate his contract to where we can get the money to pay for these guys. So and, here's another thing. How many more weeks can Drew Brees play like this without improving before we start to say Jameis? Hey, Maybe Famous not James. Maybe just Taysom. Maybe, I don't care. I, I don't think just, Taysom is your answer. Just quarterback. like change something, you know? Just I, I, make a change. It's like Drew Brees can't do it. He can't throw the ball. Like we got to get somebody in there. How many more weeks until we get to that point? I don't I, know. I, obviously, no one's there yet. Actually, there were some people that were saying put in Jameis during the uh, Raiders game. I don't know if they were being That's serious That's overreaction. Or not. I, think, I think it was a lot of it was uh, uh, joking, but – I think that's an overreaction. I think you got to give Breeze some time. Um, yeah. I mean, are you are you really better off with Jameis Winston at quarterback? I don't know the answer to that yet. I, I just I, – I wonder how much time it's going to take for the coaches to say – And the answer is not Taysom Hill. The answer is not I'm, – I'm just – I'm speaking that into existence right now. Taysom Hill is not your guy. Like – if, if people think that that's, Taysom Hill fine. is going I, to be the quarterback over I, Jameis Winston, that's not the case. I would, I would be very interested in the Taysom Hill project. I don't I, – I tend to agree with you. I don't think it would work. I think work. he's like the wildcat quarterback that, that worked for a, a little bit. I love his role. And I actually – I really don't understand why we're not I love using his role him too. more. I agree. I, to me, I'm telling you, that was part of my issue with the offense last Monday. That's uh, what we said on Monday. Monday. Right, was why isn't Taysom Hill – you know, being used all the time. Yeah. Um, put him in at tight end. Put him in at wide receiver. Put him in at quarterback. Put him in at running back. Hand him the ball. Let him throw it. Yeah. Like, there, there's so many different things that you can do with him, and it doesn't have to be so predictable. Um, and yeah. when I see him running off the field on a third down, I'm like, what? Why isn't he running yeah. on the field? Like, Dude, I, want him on, in the, I want him on the field on a third and short. I want him in the field on a third and long. Yes. I want him to throw the ball in third and long. I don't necessarily want him to throw the ball. I want him – I want the can't threat. can the ball 15 yards down I the want field, the threat so let's of get someone who can. Taysom Hill on the field, and I have to prepare for him now. I want that always in the, in the game. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know why that wouldn't be. I, somebody like Sean Payton that, that prides himself on being such a good play play caller. Like, why wouldn't you use use that all the time? Yeah. Uh, that didn't make any sense. I think Sean um, Payton might just be in a tough spot. Like, you know, I have this Hall of Fame quarterback. I can't just like pull him very often. They did it like, last off- year quite a bit. Like, well, but he had injury issues, so that was like it was sort of that a little bit. Well, even when he can't, yeah, okay, I got you. Um, I don't know, man. I, but to like me, he, they're good. They're good he friends. Seems more injured right now than he you did just, last year. You just gave Taysom Hill a new contract. Yeah, like I, I don't. Yeah, you see just paid him big. You did, and you you didn't pay him like a quarterback though. You paid him like a Swiss Army knife, like you yeah. should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Look, if you got if if Jameis Winston works out for the Saints, you're going to be sitting pretty because Jameis Winston got a a pretty much nothing contract. Um, you'd be dropping all this Breeze money at the end of this year. You got Taysom Hill that's going to still be the guy over there. You're going to have to. I mean, they paid Michael Thomas and they paid Kamara, um, but those two players alone aren't locking up your money like Breeze was. Mm-hmm. So all that free money that Breeze had, you can start looking around. And you might be able to add even more, but it all depends on if Jameis Winston can be the guy. And if he can be the guy and work under that system and not turn the ball over, yeah, man, yeah. you're talking about Super Bowl. Like this is back when um, the Seahawks had Russell Wilson, and all of a sudden Russell Wilson as a rookie is like tearing it up in the league. They had yeah. so much money to spend on that defense, and that defense was like it was the Legion of Boom and all that mm-hmm. stuff. They had all that money to spend, but once they had this to pay the money to Russell Wilson, all that kind of died down a little bit. And you see it's yeah. changed a little bit since then. But that's kind of what I always think about with that that cap issue is all that money getting tied up to the quarterback. Yeah. And some speaking of DBs, uh, man, our DBs sucked on Monday. Couldn't tackle worth a damn. Couldn't guard Brian Edwards. Dude, the, the, the tight end situation. Waller, for the, uh, almost, I, I had a 26-point lead in my fantasy league. Thankfully, I had Waller. He almost came back and beat me. Yeah, all all I had to play against was Waller. Thankfully, I had Waller, so I did good there. He had 24. Um, Crazy. All right, I'm tired of talking about the Saints. You can just put me in a bad mood. I'm talking about beating Mississippi State like a drum, (laughs) and now we're talking about the Saints? It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. I, I told you at the beginning of the thing I wanted to talk about it in the intro. That was your fault. No, that is my fault. I probably should have just got that's, it over That's with. what I wanted to do. I wanted to talk about the Saints, and then I wanted the rest of it to be. Okay. Maybe listen so, to me more. I need, I, to, know. I need to calm down. It's game week. <laughs> um, all right. Special shout-out to our sponsors, guys. Courtesy Buick GMC, courtesy Automotive Group in Lafayette, 4750 Johnson Street. Brandon Lejeune, super good with us. Court Williams, go see those guys. Big LSU fans. LSU basketball. Hey, Brandon's hooking us up. We got – um. Taurus Bright's going to be coming on the podcast during during basketball season. Yeah, I know who that is. So, yeah, I, don't know. I really know who he is. Um, so we got we got some good things happening for the podcast. Uh, Cecil Collins, we've rescheduled now for Auburn week, so we're going to have Cecil Collins on during Auburn week. You do know I was being sarcastic. Right? I have no idea who that is. You don't know who Taurus Bright is? No. Oh, I'm embarrassed. I'm looking again. Him up. I probably don't um, know his name. So Brandon Lejeune, me and you are going to have to show uh, Jack here a little bit about some LSU basketball history. Um, So again, check out Brandon's hit list. I'm going to post it all on our Facebook page. Be on the lookout for these 2021 GMC Yukons, man. They are beautiful. Scrumptious, as I said earlier. 
Um, Bear Process Safety Man, Adam Barry. Uh, you can check him out also on the Home Dogs podcast. He'll join us again on those. Um, Bear Process Safety does a lot of good safety work for plant and industrial areas. So you guys, please reach out to your safety managers. Let them know about the bear, the big orange bear, um, doing some good work in Baton Rouge. Uh, Really uh, appreciate our, our guests again, Preston Guy with Tiger Bait. He's going to be going live here in a second. Um, and then Justin Hillhouse in, in, uh, in, uh, over in, in Mississippi, um, giving us some, some deets on, on Mississippi State. And yeah, we huge. have our – We needed that. Huh? That was huge. We needed that. We did. And so we had no clue. What well, I don't know what I'm them. expecting. Uh, all I know is they have K.J. Costello, and he's about I – mean, he, he's going to have to ice his arm down. Uh, after Saturday, but 17, we have 17 points spread. If, if LSU covers, it's blade and bow bourbon. And then we're going to get him some Buffalo trace. If he, uh, if they can, uh, beat the spread here. Um, again, my prediction for the game, 45 to 13 LSU. Mine's 37 to 17, 37, LSU. 17 from Jackie. We had, um, what did 30, Justin say? Uh, he said 34 30. to no, 37 to 24. 37, 24 from Preston Justin Hillhouse. Said Preston to 21. said 34, 21. Um, you guys need to get on the Homer train, my friend. Uh, Jack, you and Preston, you need to get on the Homer train. If I if if it hits like I'm talking about, um, you all are hearing from me. I'm embarrassed. I'm I am, embarrassed to call you guys LSU fans. It's so close to yours. I don't want to hear it. We showed you what the GOAT was last year when we beat y'all 50-7. to seven. Relax, big boy. One team, one podcast. One team, one podcast. Yeah, they did a good job. Mm -hmm. Really good. Yeah. Why is he so fat? One team, one podcast. One team, one podcast. One team, one podcast. One team, one podcast.